This is episode 45 of African in American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. I'm doing well. My family is doing well. I hope you all are doing amazing. Uh, It's been about two weeks since we've spoken. Uh, The week prior, I was tending to my family and things got hectic. And then last week, I decided to uh, not drop my episode out of love and honor and respect for our fallen brother, Nipsey Hussle. Um, So we're going to dedicate some time in this week's episode to talk about him, talk about his assassination. Uh, because as I observed the way that all this went down, um, I just saw so many gems uh, for us to really take what happened and heal and learn from it. Because it showed us so many real life examples um, of some of the issues that we have. And we can take this opportunity to make it something positive and make it something constructive Um, which is pretty much what Nip always uh, preached about was, you know, learning and growing. Um, I've been a big fan of his uh, for a while now, just outside of his music and his talent, just a fan of him as a man. Um, Because I know what a big deal it is to be, uh, especially to be a black man in, in Hollywood. And, you know, to speak the way that he spoke and to, you know, own things the way he owned things and to... Uh, be solid and, and, and unable to be controlled as he was is so commendable for for me to see that in a brother that's in the limelight because uh, I can't think of any other ones that are necessarily that way they're very um, politically correct you know very careful very tiptoeing uh, you know and, and I can't respect black men in the limelight like that because you have this platform and I think a lot of these celebrities do not want to accept that your platform comes with responsibility whether you like it or not because the minute celebrities do some bs they want to say something like well we shouldn't be your role models you should set your own role models for your kids and this that and the third shut the hell up your platform come with a responsibility to be a role model period it, it, it comes with a responsibility that people are going to emulate what you do. There is no way you cannot uh, agree to that. This is science. This is facts. These are why these companies pay you millions of dollars to endorse their products or their services because they know the way the human brain works and how human psychology works and that people will naturally emulate what you do. Anyone that wants to argue that, go argue with God. Don't argue with me. So, um, you know, I admired Nip just, you know, because of the kind of man he was with the platform that he had. Now, we're going to talk about Nip's assassination. And if you're paying close attention, yes, I said assassination. 100% said assassination. Now, let's kind of go through, before we go into the breakdown of this, let's kind of go through the general timeline of how all this went down. Um, so, you know, so last Sunday, here come the news reports. And this is exactly how it went. Um, L.A. rapper Nipsey Hussle shot in rival gang shooting. That was the first headline that got dropped. So, uh, 
um so i remember seeing that headline and i'm like what you know what i'm saying i'm sitting here like the first first thing when i heard that i'm like what the hell are they crazy um then the next headline reads um nipsey hustle passes away after rival gang shooting okay so then the details come out then it's oh uh it was a it was a a a neighborhood rival enemy that he had for some time that came to his store uh then it was nip said that he uh needed to leave the store because he was a known snitch um the guy got mad left got a gun came back shot nipsey and some other people as well um then the story was he then uh was taken off in a white car with a getaway driver and then he was not arrested it was like a day or two before he was arrested so now we see a a very um sketchy video of some guy being arrested then the guy that they show us at his uh arraignment i guess you want to call it is a totally different looking guy than the previous video but okay uh then there's another news headline that says um gang shooting at nipsey's memorial and then they're like oh wait there wasn't a shooting at the memorial um and then it all comes out that nipsey didn't know the guy and his friend walked away and when he walked away the guy came after shaking his hand and shot him and yeah and so that's pretty much how the story went now for you to first understand um kind of why these things played out the way they did you first have to accept if you can't accept this then the rest of everything i'm saying right now isn't going to make any sense to you because one thing that i learned from his assassination and it, it kind of was discouraging for me is that you know niggas are really lost like when you tell niggas shit about these crackers and about this government and the way they move niggas be dead ass floored like niggas be like what why would they do that they wouldn't do that the fact that we still have niggas telling us about what the government police because they're all the same thing what they would and would not do blows my mind because this is not an opinion it's not an opinion saying that you know they'll kill us and then they'll send one of us to to do the murdering so they can say oh look at you and all your senseless violence this is facts this is stuff that has been going on for forever so the fact that we still have niggas like oh they want to do that man why would they do that they have no reason to do that you have to first accept how much of a threat that masculine heterosexual non-interracial leading financially empowered black men are 
as a threat to them. Once you understand why and how they are such a threat to white people, white supremacy and everything as a whole, you will then, it will then uh, make more sense to you on why men like Nip get targeted. From Nip to some of our activists that be getting shot and disappearing left and right. The reason why this happens is because we all know that certain things are trends. And how do trends get set? You know, by multiple people that are esteemed in their communities wearing or doing certain things, it becomes a trend. And once it becomes a trend, other people start to follow when it catches on. So when you have black men in the spotlight that are all about their people, you know what I'm saying? They own all their own stuff, okay? They don't give a damn whether you like them. They're not listening to you. You cannot control them. That is their worst nightmare. And if you allow black men to be that strong and that confident in the public eye, it inspires their brothers to do the same thing. And it literally means death for white people if all black men stepped up and were strong black males and protected their own women and financially empowered themselves. Once you really accept the fact that white people's lives depend on keeping their foot on our necks, you will not be so quick to open your mouth about what they will and will not do. Because when someone's life depends on something, they'll do anything. White people putting us underneath them or attempting to putting putting us underneath them literally keeps them alive. When you are the inferior species on this planet, you cannot afford for everyone to be equal. You cannot afford to give reparations. You cannot afford to give equal and fair, you know, consequences and prison sentences and things of that nature. You just can't do that. You can't. Because if you even that playing field out, this other race of people is going to surpass you. So you have no choice but to keep that upper hand and then make them feel delusional and make them feel like they're begging or being crazy when they want things to be equal. Because that's white code. White code never admits to white supremacy. It never gives up white privilege. What white, what, what, the, what they'll do is they'll sit and say, why are you begging? Stop complaining. Just work hard. That's the, that is their approach as opposed to saying, okay, this is unfair. Let's give it, let's even all this out. Okay. Let's repay what needs to be repaid. Let's apologize for what needs to be apologized for. Let's fix this. No, that ain't happening. So once you understand why a brother like Nipsey is such a threat to them, believing that he was assassinated is not some far-fetched idea. Because you can't name no other brother in Hollywood doing it like Nipsey was doing it. You can't name one. Um, so that's the first thing I wanted to say. I just wanted to kind of have us understand why someone like Nip would be a target. You, He had the power to have too much influence. So this is what went through my mind when I heard about the assassination. Like it was like immediately my mind just kind of processed what happened. 
I'm like, so you got Nip, masculine black man, got a black wife, black children. He's from Africa. He's in touch with his spirituality. He owned all his masters. He owned the block. And the number one most dangerous thing about Nip is that his own hood respected him. I really don't know why as black people, you want to sit here and act like we do not have brothers in the hoods that everyone respect. I know it's like that where I'm from. It's, it's dudes in the hood where they ain't even got to worry about nothing. They already know. Ain't nobody going to try me because I'm respected. Now, it's not many people like that, but it's some people like that. Where no matter who it is, they're not going to disrespect him because they carry that level of respect. And Nip was that kind of guy. So, when I'm hearing like, oh, someone... So, I'm hearing it like, what? Someone walked into his store... If and especially if he knew that Nip didn't like him, I'm like, what? He was a snitch, a snitch that just walked into the store. What was he doing? Shopping for an outfit for the club this weekend? Like, I don't understand. If he knew that Nip didn't like him, why would he even walk in the store? And if you're a known snitch, especially in a in a place like L.A. that has the real gang gang, he ain't gonna be walking around in public shopping and shit. What the hell? That doesn't even make no sense. And then I'm like, Nipsey ain't stupid. If he truly felt like he would have been in any kind of danger, he wouldn't have been there. For him to be so lax and so confident, you know, just chilling for a second, he would never have, he ain't going to do that unless he know that he got that respect. And he know niggas ain't going to try me. So I'm like, why y'all act like this man just got caught slipping or something? This man ain't get caught slipping. That was clearly somebody sent. And, and see... It's so easy. And, and what happens is the news reports something. And then if, if you don't go along with exactly the news is reporting, people will say, oh, it's a conspiracy. Black people, please, my God, stop saying the word conspiracy. There is no such thing as that. Conspiracy is literally a term to demonize people that do not go along with whatever the news says. Literally. So I'm like, Excuse me. So I'm like, so this man was at his store minding his business and some random nigga. So then, so then I'm like, man, and they were like, oh, well, he had tweeted that he got strong enemies. So let me get this straight. So when a black man say he got strong enemies, the person, the first thing you, you see how we're so programmed with our self hatred where a black man says, I got strong enemies. And the first thing that pop in your mind is he must be talking about a nigga. He must be talking about one of these hating ass niggas. It did not even pop into our people's minds that he even could have possibly been talking about them crackers. Niggas immediately, the programming is so real. And again, I I say this all the time. The programming of white supremacy into our people is genius. It's so effective and it works so well. That sometimes it's like, damn, I can't even say anything about it because it's so damn genius to wear shit. I mean, I got to take my hat off to you. I don't know how y'all do this. This shit is just, you got to be evil to think of a plan that works this well. Okay. Now, when we see situations like this, we're not doubting that Nipsey got shot. We're not doubting that Nipsey got shot by a black man. We saw what went on. We understand that that happened. 
But you got to understand when you're trying to perpetuate an agenda like gang violence amongst black men, you're not what who are you going to have a white boy named Tom come through and shoot him up? Come on, that's too obvious. That's just way too obvious. That's not the way that white supremacy works. So, in my mind, I'm like that man was assassinated. So then when it so then so now I, and I listen, when I say I got the most awful hate mail from people talking about oh bitch shut the fuck up you saying that he got assassinated you conspiracy theorist you so fucking dumb you don't know what you talking about i don't know why y'all act like these niggas don't be out here killing each other you know how these hating ass niggas are that one nothing but a hating ass nigga killing him over some jealousy we from la we know the real story stop spreading lies is what they told me that's what they told me. That's how nasty people got called me out my name when I even suggested that it was the crackers that set this up. That my own people was so nasty to me and got so angry at me for the mere suggestion of it. And that's when two days later, and now everybody coming at me like, oh, we know the real story. We know, dude. We know him. <laughs> he got a reputation. It, this ain't that hard to understand. It was a hating ass nigga. Two days later, the story come out. Nip didn't know the dude. Two days later, the truth come out. That old boy randomly walk up to Nip. Talking about, oh, I'm an up and coming rapper. Shook his hand. Got a good look at making sure that's who it was. And then came through after that and shot him for no reason. Then niggas got real quiet. Everybody inboxing me, calling me out my name. Like I'm a bitch and I'm a conspiracy theorist. I didn't hear anything from them after that happened. I'm like, how do y'all see a black man say I have strong enemies? Then he gets assassinated in his own hood in front of his own store. Gets kicked in the head, completely dehumanized. And you think that ain't got cracker written all over it? And you know what's funny is this trick is so... It works so well because you program the people to think that they're killing each other. And it's crazy because, like, here where I'm from, I don't see some crazy stuff. Like I tell y'all, man, I just look this way. But I don't see some stuff. I don't see where the police will wiretap niggas, find out when they getting a shipment, when and where. The police will come through, come through in mass, rob the niggas, and make it look like it was one of their enemies. And then sick them to go kill each other. I've had niggas where when they have a nigga they want to get rid of, they will they will sniper the nigga and, and make it and they'll wait until they have a beef and then sniper a nigga and say, oh, it was it was your enemy and y'all really should stop killing each other. Because you got to understand when we say government, when we say the government did that, I think that in people's minds, they picture these old white men on Capitol Hill setting this up. That's not what is meant when someone says it was the government. There are multiple branches and entities in the government. Okay, when I I say government, I'm basically talking about the crackers in all ways. When I say government, I'm talking about the police. I'm talking about the fire department. I'm talking about the Department of Revenue, the IRS. I'm talking about all that. All that is the government. Now, I personally believe that the branch of government responsible for this assassination was the LAPD. 
because after this man died it's like they were they have so many desperate attempts at trying to smear this man's name because the truth is that nip had more power over the hood than they did because they don't talk to you about how them la crime rates were decreasing okay when you have a man like nip where the people in the hood will listen to and respect him more than them they gotta get rid of you they have to get rid of you now we don't we don't we all don't know what was the last straw that caused them to want to do this but in my eyes it didn't even have to be a last straw him just being who he was him causing them to lose their power is enough to want him gone you know that's their ways their ways are the minute a black person's in their way and even not even a black person anybody when anyone is in their way that's the way they always have handled things just murk them and what a perfect way to get rid of someone like nip because it's so disheartening that you know you come from the streets it's it's a systematic trap that gets you caught up in this street life okay um you you survive that now do you survive it you make it out you change your life you do better you start putting your people on you start you know causing peace and causing truces and causing unity in that same community in them same streets you come from okay you take care of your children you're a good father you know you're you're a good husband you're a good man then you die and the news headlines read rival gang shooting and then your own people perpetuate that then your own people will sit there and be like see this why after you you leave the hood you can't come back to the hood because these niggas be hating and you know what's so crazy you'll see these white people do mass shootings killing 50 white people 100 white people and all the white people when they see that story you know what they'll say they'll say oh we're so sorry about who was lost they'll say rest in peace to the people lost you don't see them throwing the killer under the bus they don't say see white people this is why we can't get mad at being killed because we kill each other no the mass shooter that killed all them people for no reason gets to be his own self. It's he was a bad apple. They don't condone a whole race. But these crackers send a nigga to come in here, shoot this man up, assassinate this man. And it works so well because the minute that his own people hear about what happened, y'all talk about, well, he was a crit. Well he, well, he was in the hood. Well, you know them niggas do be hating. And I'm like, and I'm having, a, I'm having a conversation with niggas. And I'm like, so y'all, so let me get this straight. Y'all truly believe that a man that is supposedly from LA, from the LA hoods, gonna walk up on Nip at his own shit, shoot him, and then what's he gonna do after that? And you really think this man just ruined his whole life? And, and shot this man knowing the repercussions that would come from it because he was jealous so you mean to tell me this man was just so jealous that he walks in a nip store and shoots him for no reason y'all will believe that this man shot him for no reason before you believe that the LAPD got him shot and that's wild to me 
that just shows the self-hatred and the programming that we have succumbed to. Because when you heal yourself from the self-hatred, you see things a whole different way. Because for the people that have healed themselves and loved themselves, they heard Nipsey say, oh, I got strong enemies. The first thing they thought of was the crackers. He must be talking about the crackers. The first thing that people with sense thought of when they heard Nipsey got shot is, oh, them crackers don't got him. That's what happens when you know who your real enemy is. Okay. Because we'll sit and we'll say, oh, um, see what white supremacy does is it gives you impossible tasks that free you. And they'll say, well, well, we'll stop killing you when you stop killing yourselves. And that's a setup in itself. You know why? Because everybody of every race kills each other. To suggest that in order for a race to not get upset at being killed and then having that person not serve any jail time, not only not serve any jail time, but still get to keep their jobs and get lump sums of money, still get their pensions, still get their retirements. Police, that us taxpayers pay. And you're going to tell us as black people, as taxpayers, that we cannot get mad at the police shooting us because we shoot ourselves. What a setup. And we'll stop shooting you guys when you stop shooting each other. And the gag is, guess what? That's never going to happen because all races have conflict and all races kill each other. And 90% of killings are a matter of proximity. It's not about, oh, I'm black and I want to kill someone that looks like me. It's about that is who is in closest proximity to you. Okay, white people kill each other for fun. They call, It's a sport. They call it being a gladiator. They have a name for it. It's honorable. It's cool. It's brave. So white supremacy puts you... White supremacy is the hamster wheel. We'll stop killing you when you kill each other. Well, what the hell? Y'all kill each other. Everyone kills each other. But see, what they'll do is they demonize us for normal behavior. And at this point in time, we're kind of separated into two different groups. And it kind of looks like the crazy and the not crazy. Because I think a lot of black people do not want to have to deal with the reality on how this country is set up against us. I think that a lot of black people do not really want to accept how fucked up this shit really is because it's terrifying. I think that when they really have to understand that these motherfuckers literally want us dead, I think that some black people cannot handle that. And so it's so much easier to smile and be nice to these crackers and assimilate as opposed to having to accept that they all want you dead. So now we have like, it's like the black people that get it and we have the black people that don't want to get it. Because you're not going to tell me that you don't get it. You get it. You just don't want to have to accept that. Um... You know, when white kids mess up, that's why they don't put them in jail for 15 years. Because they know that what institutionalized, uh, being institutionalized does for your brain. They know what it does to your psyche. That's why they don't put their own kids in jail. That's why they don't send their own children to adult prison. Because black people love to say, oh, black people, we kill each other. Who? I've never killed a black person. Have you? They're like, no. Have you? No. What the, who are they talking about? Please show me the black people killing each other. 
Because the only black people I see killing each other are the institutionalized, usually black people that went to jail extremely young. Normally, they went to adult prisons. Okay, as teenagers, they were thrown in solitary confinement, put in jail with grown men. They were raped, abused, beat up. The only black people I see killing one another are extremely impoverished black people. Okay, born into systematic poverty. Okay. I do not see normal, healthy black people killing each other. Stop spreading those lies. See, when you co-sign what these crackers say, they'll kill you and use your own co-signing to justify it. All that co-signing and all that perpetuating of this motherfucking propaganda is great until it's one of your children they kill. And then they're going to use your same words and say, well, you know, you know, y'all black people always killing each other. It's so dangerous to... Uh, to repeat that white logic it is so incredibly dangerous it they will use your own words against you there is power in what we speak okay um once you understand how we got to where we are you have way more sympathy and understanding for your people as opposed to saying oh these niggas be hating they kill each other you will say Man, those systems of white supremacy and what they've done to our children and these, you know, black people they've created that hate themselves, that murder other people that look like them is very sad. And I'm going to pray for my brothers and sisters that fell victim to those systems and those traps. That's the way I handle it. I don't look at my own people like, oh, these niggas ain't shit. Nah, I understand how we got like this. And, and it's so genius to cause such disarray in a people and then sit back and hide your hand and make them fight amongst each other and blame each other for the traps that you set up. And the traps work so well because we're unaware of them. So I hear about, oh, a brother like Nip got shot. No way. Ain't no way one of our people killed him. He's respected. Because see, when, when, when you, you ever heard your grandma say, don't let the devil use you. We all have that one praying grandma that tell us stuff like that. Don't let the devil win. Don't let the devil use you. That devil ain't got red horns. That devil got white skin. Okay. That's that system of white supremacy. Now see, niggas like Eric Holder or whoever the guy is, the person that they created to carry out this duty. See, we got to make example out of niggas like that. Any black people that let white supremacy use them, that let the devil use them to carry out their agendas against our own people, you got to make examples out of those niggas. That's the only way that you're going to get niggas to stop selling their soul to the devil like that. Um, You're going to need niggas to be able to tell these crackers, listen, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that because what they're going to do to me is going to be way worse than anything you going to do to me. Like niggas like Eric got to get tortured. I'm talking about, you know, they got to get, they, we got to do like how them crackers do and, and torture them in front of everyone so they can see, listen, if you do this, the same thing going to happen to you. Sometimes you got to use your enemy's tactics for your own good. So that niggas like Eric, when them crackers come whisper in your ear like, hey, 
we got a job for you okay we'll give you this much time off of your prison sentence or we'll give you this amount of money we need niggas to say no i'm not doing that and the only way to do that is for them to know that there will be a repercussion chalking nipsey's death up to uh a hating ass nigga would make his death in vain it was it would make his death senseless and pointless So I'm not understanding how people are saying it's disrespectful to say that he was assassinated. Um, You do know that as a black man, being assassinated means you were a real threat. It means that you had real power. And that's honorable. It's dishonor to die by a hating ass nigga. There's no honor in that. There's no meaning in that. So when we as his own people say those words, I just picture the ancestors like cringing when we say that. Oh, it was just a hating ass nigga. Just? What? That whole story just had like set up all over it. Ain't no brothers killed no damn Nipsey. Didn't no random dude pop up in his, on his shift, on his, in his own store and disrespect Nip? What? Who would do that? But the conditioning is so real that we accepted that bullshit ass story before we accepted that it was simply the cracker, the government. Now, what form of government? We don't know. You know, and and it was crazy to me to see the name calling, see how we, the the lack of unity, see how we tore each other apart over this situation. I'm like, the man is dead. The brother is dead. And, and you're making it more about attacking your own brothers and sisters than you are about honoring our new ancestor. The ancestors just gain strength. But that's how self-hatred works. It'll make you blame yourself for everything. Okay. So then the LAPD was so desperate Uh, Because it kind of backfired on them. Nip died. I'm like, y'all don't fucked up. Okay? Y'all don't inspire more Nipsies. And and sometimes the assassination of brothers like Nipsey um, is also to send a message to other men like him. You know, the, uh, the, the constant assassinations of our strong black masculine leaders is a buck breaking method. It's to, it's to make an example out of him to show people this is what y'all niggas got in store for you if you dare try to stand up and empower your people. This is what's going to happen to you. That's why Nipsey and several other black male activists and leaders have gotten shot and gone missing. And this discourages other strong black men from stepping up. And it turns them into docile Negroes that tiptoe around these crackers and talk down on their own people for these crackers and niggas that they can control. That's their comfort zone. But them niggas that be like, bitch, I own my own shit. I don't care about any of that stuff you talking about. I'm gonna do what I want. They can't handle that. So you got to understand the bigger message behind doing what they did to Nipsey. What that does is it makes other people second guess taking those kind of roles because in their mind they're like i might get killed about this and they're right because as we see you might and we know that 
I, I don't even think it's just in men. I think that's why black people and some black people in general tend to not want to speak out for their people or against white supremacy because they're going to get killed and maybe not even physically killed. They think they're going to lose their job. They think they're going to lose certain positions. They think they're going to lose money, lose status, get blackballed. That's how you keep people from speaking the truth. You have very few people that be like, to hell with all that. I'm still going to say what I need to say and still do what I need to do. But that's very rare. The brother Nipsey was a threat. Um, Eric Holder was, or whoever he is, was definitely set in to carry out that agenda. That man did not know Nipsey. You know, definitely he was, he was a tool. He was a pawn that got used. Um... That brother is definitely an ancestor now. I know for a fact he was definitely received with esteem. Um, I believe when you do good work like he did and then you transition and you receive... Because you have ancestors and then you have like an esteemed ancestor that left a legacy. And, and, and it was just amazing to me to see Nipsey's mother because her strength was just moving. And then when I thought about it, I said, you know what? The reason why his mama is so at peace is because she know the status that her son is about to have as an ancestor. And the status that he's going to have amongst the ancestors is honestly the highest honor anyone could ever achieve. Because it's some of y'all that when you die and meet your ancestors, y'all going to be shamed. You're going to be shunned because you ain't do a single thing to honor or avenge them during your lifetime. You wanted to move on from it and forget about it. That's what niggas say. We need to move on. Moving on does not mean forgetting about someone or something or what they did for you. Um, and then, you know, Nip's funeral was just so beautiful. It was just so beautiful. And everyone was like, oh, his mother was all over the place. I'm like, that woman wasn't all over the place. That woman know exactly what she's talking about. This woman had every pair of eyes in the world on her on that stage. She knew this is my moment to say what they need to hear. I would have done the same thing. I have all this attention, all these eyes on me. I need to say what needs to be said and quick. I ain't got but so long on this damn stage. And she spoke and she, she was so beautiful. She was so in tune. You know, and she went to doing them libations. I about fell on the floor. I said, you know what? They on. She know. I feel like that woman knows. Um, I feel like she know what's up. I think that she knows that her son was assassinated and that's an honorable death. I think she knows that he is now an esteemed ancestor. Um. I pray that if and when the day my child goes, that that's how it would go down. That you die in honor. So that I know you received that position of esteem amongst your ancestors. Because as a mother, that's the only thing I could think of. of what that, how, Why that would make you dance and be so at peace at your own son's funeral. Because death is only a death when it's in vain. And this is why it's so important for us to connect back to our spiritual world. Um, because it really does hold all the answers for her, for us. Um, my heart just goes out to Lauren London. I love my fiance so much. I cannot imagine getting a phone call about something happening. I just, 
you know, my heart goes out to her. Uh, my heart just goes out to Nipsey's brother. I just feel as though that brother is so broken and confused. Um, you know, that brother said, I'm not sure how things are going to be from this point forward. And I felt that when he said that. And I'm just like, that brother is hurting. I've, I, I, And it's so crazy as melanated people, how connected we are. You know, for those of us that were not suffering from self-hatred and knew that this was not just some random hating ass nigga. It was like we all felt that shift. Did y'all feel that? It was like... After the news of Nipsey passing came out, it was like an immense energy shift. Like when when I saw the news headline and he passed away, literally I gasped out loud. I was like, <gasps> and then when I was talking to some other brothers and sisters, they was like, oh my God, I did the same thing. I said, man, did y'all feel that energy shift? They was like, yeah. I said, man, listen. The only other celebrity I cried over when they died was Whitney Houston <laughs> because I always, me and my mama was big Whitney fans. And I think that I cried over Whitney's death more so because um, it just reminded me that my mother was gone because I wanted to talk to her about it and my mother had transitioned prior to that. But that's the only other celebrity that I cried. I'm talking about I boohoo cried when I found out Nipsey died. Uh, was assassinated and and mainly because I'm like man they still getting us I cried when I saw how our own people were so vicious about everything how our own people were so quick to believe that it was just gang violence and oh he was a crip and it was just a hater like I, I cried because I felt like this was one of the in my lifetime that I was alive to see the assassination of one of our most prolific black leaders. Because, see, you got to put Nip up there with the Malcolm X's and the Marcus Garvey's. You have to. Okay? Um, he's the modern day version of that. The 2019 version. So when you put him in that level of respect, you can understand why they would want a man like him gone. And, and, it, and it, it just made me cry because it was just like, man, does this ever end? You know, and uh, that's kind of the power of energy. When we direct our energy at our own and at each other. Like, what is your problem? What is these niggas problem? It's all our fault. Us, us, us. This, this, this. You keep it going. I cannot imagine what would happen if we really redirected our energy to hold the people accountable who are really responsible for the state of our country and the state of our people right now. Black people as a whole are good people. Majority of black people are good hearted. When you see those of us doing things like this, those are like mutants. Okay, we're, we're a good people. When I look at my brothers and sisters, I just see nothing but love. And, and the fact that we have some of us that look around at each other and see enemies, it's just, I can't help but have it break my heart. I just can't help it. I, I, It's just, you know, when you see the same tactics working on us decade after decade, you just get to the point where it's just like, man, is it ever going to get better? Like y'all really sat here and believe that this man got killed over gang violence? Like this is where we at? 
This man said he has an enemy and you assumed he was talking about his own brothers. You know, because because niggas like Eric Holder that carried this shit out, he ain't a black person. He's not a human at all. He's literally a tool. He's like a hammer. He's like a power tool. He ain't black. He ain't white. He ain't nothing. He's a shell. He's a shell of a human being. My brother Nip, our ancestor Nip, I just want to thank you for all the work that you did. I want to thank you for using your platform for the best. I want to thank you for showing brothers the importance of ownership, the importance of financial stability, and the importance of having beautiful, a beautiful feminine woman by your side to support you. I want to thank you for showing these brothers to father their children. I want to thank you for showing these brothers to own the block, not buy the block. I'm sorry, to own the block, not claim the hood and say it's your hood and you don't own anything in it. Um, I want to thank you for your work, regardless of the risk that you knew it would take. Um, and I know that the ancestors just gained strength. I know you're going to continue to guide us and support us and watch over us. And Nip, I just want to say thank you. I, I pray that you had a peaceful transition and we love you brothers and sisters. We got to do better. We got to do better. Um, Whenever something hurtful happens to one of us, your first thought should be, it must be the real enemy. Um, If we don't take anything else from this segment, uh, I just want to take that the enemy is not those who look like you. The enemy is white supremacy and our energy needs to be directed in that, uh, needs to be directed that way. I am not here to be your enemy. I am here to love and support you. Um, when when you after you listen to this podcast, the next one of your brothers and sisters that you see, I want you to smile at them and I want you to say good morning. I want you to ask them how they're doing today. Um, I want you all to do some affirmations. I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to tell yourself that you love yourself. Um, I want you to tell yourself that you're kind, um, that you're understanding. Uh, once we start speaking, when I when I started speaking out loud, like I love my people, man, I love black people, man. Black people are so talented, man. Black people are so nice, man. Black people are so beautiful. When you speak that out loud, it's a healing process. When you sitting around talking about all oh, these hating ass niggas, there's no such thing as no hating ass jealous niggas for no reason. Black people that are turned into those kind of people are turned that way in a system. Have some understanding and some compassion for your people. Do y'all realize that that's the only thing that we haven't tried? That's it for this week, everybody. This week's episode was brought to you by SixTheGoddess.com. SixTheGoddess.com has all your jewelry needs, men's grooming needs. So go ahead and check out SixTheGoddess.com. Place an order today. I give thanks in advance. I want to thank you all for listening. Next week, we are doing a really dope segment about... um, the dating world and specific questions that need to be asked when dating in order to find a serious mate. Um, 
I'm also going to be bringing my boo on the show next week so that uh, we can get a male's perspective on a few things. We're going to have a great relationship topic next week. So everybody, please tune in. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe the podcast. I appreciate you. And as always, peace, love, and black power.